Hello, hello, hello. It is Tyson Bradley with the Entrepreneurs of Christ podcast. This is the place where if you want to accelerate your business growth by connecting with Christ, then this is this is the place. And one thing, and here's the thing you should know about this podcast, I like to just jump in so that you can get to the good stuff, okay? Instead of just skipping the intro, you might already do that with other podcasts. You might do that with this one because they do have somewhat of an intro. It's just not formal or has a jingle to it. I could probably create one. It would be super cool. And there might be a day where I might just create my own jingle. But for now, I just want to dive in. And the the things, some of the things that I've been learning is just the power of words, okay? And essentially, let's just pretend for a minute that every single word has a frequency. Um, You know that when it comes to sound waves and whatnot, uh, they're all different frequencies. Uh, Higher pitch has a higher frequency, lower pitch has lower. Um, And with all these frequencies that that show up, uh, they kind of get translated, right? Our body translates things. And and there, I think there's just a lot of unseen frequencies, right? So you'll notice this when someone is, say, nervous uh, on stage or when someone feels uh, not capable or that they just feel down on themselves. You, you walk into a room or I might walk into my uh, my home and I see my family and I see my wife and you just know something's off, right? And you could call it nonverbals, but even if you didn't like see the nonverbals, uh, someone in someone's tone of voice, it's like you can tell uh, when when something's off. And my wife and I were actually just laughing the other day because our, our little daughter, Ellie, who is four years old, she is so perceptive. Um, she she can tell whether we are smiling through our clenched teeth, if you know what I mean. So we will say something or my wife will say, you know, go to your room, you know, and and it's just a little bit curt, you know, <laughs> or it's like, finish your food. And immediately she'll be like, you're mad at me. And even though we might say, no, we're not, we know we're lying. We know in our mind, we're actually frustrated that they aren't eating, that they aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing. And this doesn't just apply to kids. This happens with everybody. Uh, and and so even just these subtle things like kids, like they, they can pick on it. We, we understand this. So you probably know what I'm talking about. But what's really fascinating is getting, I guess you could say, microscopic in the words in which you use and, and how they feel and what comes up when you start thinking about certain words. And I'm going to give you an example here 
that I think we could all relate to and that could actually maybe help you experience some some faster growth. And that is the word planning. Okay? Now, here's the thing. With every single word, our brain, if you look at it as a bunch of neural connections, essentially what's going on is we have, let's say that we have this uh, node, like electronic node within our brain that symbolizes planning and that we might just call it planning. And so it's connected to a bunch of other neurons uh, and that fire and wire. And so when you hear the word planning, your whole life experience, uh, everything that you've heard, everything that you've seen, everything, every experience that you've had around the concept of planning, everything that you understand about this word comes up with that word. So if you know anything about thoughts and feelings, and I've taught this a little bit, and you probably understand uh, or have heard this, but when we have a thought, this neuron that fires and wires, um, it sends electrical signal signals, it sends, uh, it triggers uh, hormones and other vibrations throughout the body that can result in looseness and tightness of muscles, that can result in heat. Um, but we just call all that stuff <laughs> that happens in the body, we just call that a feeling. And we have one word descriptor words to describe that experience. So instead of having a phrase, instead of saying, you know, you might, you might try and tell yourself, I love planning, I'm a good planner, these kind of positive affirmations. But the problem is that we have all these associations with the word planning or even with the word I am. Um, and, and so if we take the word planning, what's going to have, we're going to bring up, we're going to bring up all your past stuff. It's just going to bring up all your past stuff in regards to this word. Some of you have very positive associations with planning, but my guess is that most of you don't. Um, and if you're anything like me, um, you, some of your experiences with, with planning may not have resulted in good things. So I know that for some of you, when you think planning, what you think is that's a lot of hard work. Um, that takes too long. I don't have time to plan. I, uh, don't think this will help. Uh, when I plan, I don't follow through. So what's the point? Uh, it's laborious. Uh, this, I don't know how to plan. I've tried planning and it didn't work. Uh, you might reflect on <clears throat> just trying to plan for school and how you would try and do work and uh, you wouldn't get things done. And so Essentially, what happens when you are trying to think I'm a good planner or I can plan and execute on things or I can follow through on things is that you just have all this baggage. You have all these negative thoughts and feelings and associations with this word. And you wonder why it's hard for you to plan. You wonder why it's hard for you to move forward with this fundamental time principle. 
Another way you can look at planning is just deciding ahead of time what actions you will take. And it's it's pretty vital and it's also godly. And I say godly because what we read in in scriptures is that we we talk about God or Christ like creating the earth, right? And the thing about that whole creation process is that they created it, they planned it, and then they created it. So uh, there's the scripture, I'll read it to you. It's in Moses uh, chapter 3, verse 4 and 5. It says, And now behold, I say unto you that there are the generations of the heaven and of the earth when they were created in the day that I, the Lord God, made the heaven and the earth. And every plant of the field before it was in the earth, and every herb of the field before it grew. For I, the Lord God, created all things of which I have spoken spiritually before they were naturally upon the face of the earth. So, essentially, all things were created spiritually before they were naturally upon the earth. And I love that. Now, here's the thing. When it comes to... uh, these definitions that we have, all these experiences, everything we've heard, everything that we've seen concerning the planning, okay? Really, what we want to be able to do is we want to redefine that word for ourselves. We want to list out, you know, what are all the unideal thoughts? (laughs) What's all the baggage, right, that comes up when I think this word? Now, on the flip side, what could I think instead? What is the ideal version of this word? What do I want my experience to look like? What do I want to see? What do I want to feel? What do I want to experience or as, re- as it relates to planning? And as we do just this simple, I guess, compare and contrast experience, what we can start to do is we can start to redefine what this word means and any given word means to us. And that redefinition, I might even say, is like repentance. Because repentance is forming a fresh view of ourselves, of the world, and of God. It is a shifting of your thinking. It is a change of belief and behavior. So to repent is to redefine and to start seeing things in a new way. Okay, so what does that mean for you? What that means is in this example, what we can do is we can take this word of planning. We can take all of the baggage, all of the negative or all of the unideal thoughts and beliefs and experiences around this thing. And what we can do is we can redefine them, repent from them, change them. Now, repent, here's the thing, is like that word probably has a bunch of baggage for you as well, right? And you can start to bring them that up and you can start to analyze that or at least notice where your brain goes with these words. And the more in which you start to see this and to shift and repent and change these beliefs, the more that you will start to become like 
Christ, the more you'll start to become more of who you really are. Because if we're creating the image of God, then essentially within us is actually within our souls, all the proper definitions exist, all the proper ways of seeing things, all the things that are in order, all the things that uh, you could say these these words and these definitions like organized in a way that truly supports us in becoming our best selves. Okay, all of that is stored. It's within you. It's already there. Okay, prepackaged. You came with it. Lucky you. It's actually really, really awesome. The problem is that we go through life and all of life experiences teaches us something else. The world teaches us other definitions that bind us and limit us. Um, I was just talking to my wife on, uh, as we were driving up to my in-laws, and I was just telling her how my daughter, uh, Kate, who's seven, she has all these grandiose plans of building a treehouse that has like two bedrooms, a kitchen, and like all these awesome things. And I think to myself for a moment, uh, I remember when she first introduced all the stuff that she wants the treehouse to be, my thought immediately went to, we don't have the time or the money to build that. Okay, like that's not possible right now. I know that that's what you expect, but that's not, you like almost, it's almost like, hey, don't expect that. You know, that's where my brain went. But as I've been thinking about this, I was just like, well, wait, why? Why would I choose to limit the imagination and the possibility? Because the thing is, it is possible. Like, you could create a treehouse that's exactly like you imagine. It's possible. Yeah, you could have two bedrooms. You could have a kitchen. Like, you could hook up this treehouse and it will be like, the most legit thing in the whole world would be a little mini house. It's possible. And so who am I to be able to uh, stop my daughter from believing in that and from creating it? Or to believe in myself <laughs> that I can create the, the money and, and have the time to be able to support that dream of hers. See what I mean? So our brain just like automatically limits based on what we've been taught. And some things that I would offer as as a redefinition of planning is in line with what God has already told us. I love the concept of things being spiritually created before temporally created. Uh, so if we look at planning, it's like planning is a spiritual creation of my day, of my week, of my month, of my year, whichever time frame you're trying to give it. So as you're going about your day, before you start it, uh, you may just look at your calendar or you might look at your to-do list. And what if you were to spiritually create the experience of your day before you lived into it? I read a 200 and something page book I think it was on like attention. Uh, the author, I believe, was uh, Chris Bailey. And here's what I walked away from that one, from that book, reading the whole thing. The, the number one thing that I learned from it was this concept of intention before attention. 
So before you start diving into a task, what is your intention? What is your spiritual creation of that thing? If you could imagine the ideal experience of doing that task, what would that look like? What would that be like? Can you go there? Can you envision yourself accomplishing that thing in record time and it being a smooth and glorious and beautiful process? Can you envision your day? Can you envision you walking through your day with an ease and a flow and a love for life? Can you spiritually create that in your mind and in your heart? And can you recognize that that ideal experience of that day is more true to who you really are than anything else? And if you can do that, if you can spiritually create that day, your day, or even the next task on your calendar, the moment you listen to this, there is something else coming up next in your day. So I want you to practice this. If you could spiritually create that in your heart, and 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 I would differentiate from your heart and your mind because your brain likes to get into things. It likes to get in the weeds. It likes to get complicate things. It likes to confuse things. I want you to get into your heart. I want you to speak to it. I want you to be able to say, okay, heart, like, what does the ideal look like for this next task? How do I want to show up? That's the intention. I'm setting an intention about how I want to experience the next thing. I'm spiritually creating that next thing in my mind, in my heart first. And then I direct my attention to it. Then I step into it. Then I live into that experience. And if I could do that again and again and again, I could promise you, I could promise you that you're going to have some very different experiences you're going to flow through your day in a much different way. So we talked about redefining. We talked about how there's frequencies and these words hold a bunch of frequencies, all these neurons connecting, all these things. So your body has this experience of this word. And if you can redefine it, if you can change it, if you can repent of it, if you can shift to what is actually true, the inherent truth that is within you, which is more so that, hey, you are actually a spiritual creation machine and that you have the ability within you to create worlds just like just like God. And so if that ability is within you, that creative ability, then yes, you can spiritually create something ahead of time, the ideal version of it, and then you can live into it and you can be created spiritually and then temporally. And that is more true than anything else because everything else is just the lies you've been told while living on this earth. So I want you to live into that, try that out. And if you love it, <laughs> if there's like some cool experiences, then send me an email at Tyson at entrepreneursofchrist.com. Okay. Send me an email. Tell me about your experience. Let me know what's going on. I want to help you continue having amazing experiences, speeding up your process, connecting with Christ all the way, connecting to who you really are as you build this thing that's in your heart, that has been in your heart to create. All right. Okay, my friends. We'll talk to you later. Have a good one. And we'll see ya.